Slowly disconnecting from your community, from your family, is difficult, and while it seems like unearthing their sinister motives and dark secrets might make the process easier, it will never entirely quell the pain. I've been avoiding this dark ache by keeping my mind busy while my body couldn't be, but it hasn't gone away. The sadness is still there, lurking in the corner like a pale demon in a red polo, just waiting to be acknowledged. We're doing fine, I'm doing fine, you're doing fine. Welcome to We're Doing Fine, book club edition. He's Robbie. And she is Lisa, and this month we read Camp Damascus by Chuck Tingle. Chuck Tingle, the romance author. For sure, for sure. All the, was it corn and poop or something like that? Uncomfortable. We actually got some titles in the... In one of our questions, so we'll go through those in a bit. But to start off, let's uh, let's have a quick recap of what the story was about. Non-spoiler edition. Non-spoilery. So this book is about a young girl. Well, I say young girl. She's twenty-one. Her name is Rose Darling, and she um, is very Christian. Very uh, and she, she she lives in a very Christian household. She's basically been raised in a very Christian society called mm-hmm. Kingdom of the Pine. And the book starts with her um being like fully fully in invested in this lifestyle. Um, but very quickly she starts to realise that she has some curious feelings about uh, her friend Martina. Um, good word. And it, uh, thank you. Because like, she doesn't, she's, like, she's just like, Martina's so cool. We've, we have all been there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, like, into, I'm not into him. He's just like a really cool guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just think women are beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Like, it's nothing to worry about. Um, And then at the same time, her parents start to randomly decide that it's okay for her to get a boyfriend now. That's what the Lord wants now. She's the right age. The Lord wants her to start a family. And she's like, well, hang on. That seems a bit unnecessary. And then she starts to vomit up flies. Wild. And then it gets weird. And then she starts to see a mysterious person in a red polo shirt with the greasy hair and super long fingers. And then that person goes through a wall and kills a person. And Rose is thrown into a wild, horrific journey. And anything more than that would be considered a spoiler, I feel. Um, Very true. So if you think that sounds wild, I want to read that. Pause us here and come back. (laughs) It shouldn't take long. It's not a long book. It's not a long book. But if you have read 
continue on with us because spoilers from here on out. Spoilers from here on out. And shall we start with some listener questions? Yes, let's do it. All right, this first question comes from Callum. Thank you, Callum. Thank you, Callum. Tingle is widely known for titles like Handsome Sentient Food Pounds My Butt and Turns Me Gay, Eight Tales of Hot Food, and Not Pounded by Bi Erasure Because My Current Hetero Presenting Relationship Does Not Invalidate My Queerness. How do you feel this title compares to his previous work? I think this one's quite subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, all of his work is very obviously subtle. I don't know what you're talking shall about. We, shall we brainstorm some more Chuck Tingle-esque titles for this book? Oh, yes. Uh, you mean like for Camp Damascus specifically? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, uh, my nerve endings are not being played by a long-fingered demon. One count of queer sapphic horror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about three things you have to do when your gay demon kills the girl you fancy? There you go. Mm. Something weird like that, I feel. Yeah. There we go. Five ways to get out of a game of truth or dare. All include murder and kissing girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Callum. Next question also comes from Callum. What was your first indication that Rose had been to Camp Damascus? I think when she mentioned that a lot of the people in her town that they knew had been there refused mm. to acknowledge that they had been there. And that's when I was like, oh, Rose, <laughs> you're so close to the point. <laughs> Yeah, like, it took me a minute because I couldn't decide whether they were sending her to Camp Damascus and it was going to be, like, an escape, or if she had already been to Camp Damascus. Honestly, the way that it turned out is even wilder than if she had just been sent to Camp Damascus and was breaking out. Yeah. They, um... It was interesting because she... I think it was that and when she started having, like, images of a girl in her head of a girl with black mm. hair and yeah. I was like oh oh, they've fucked with their memories okay well yeah because like that and then the whole thing with her door and her dad being like you've never had a door darling yeah she's yeah. like I very I specifically was... remember having memories of slamming said door but okay yeah and the ultimate gaslighting of her dad being like, you're clearly just stressed. You've never had a door. Oh my god. Right? Mm-hmm. Horrifying. Alright, this next question comes from Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Rose was being pushed into a relationship with Isaiah at the start of the novel. Do you think this could have pushed her closer to realizing she was queer? Yes. Absolutely, nothing, yeah. Nothing convinces us that we're gay than the than the unnerving force towards the opposite sex. Yeah. Because, like, goodness gracious, yeah, he punched a car. Yeah. He kissed her, and she was like, uh, no. And he's like, god damn it, punches a car. I mean, he did apologize. 
One point for Isaiah. He's still in the negative, but one point for acknowledging the fact that that was shitty. But can we? Can we blame him when he's been raised in this super Christian society where he's probably been told not to acknowledge feelings because they're ladylike? That is very true. And you know what? Maybe he was also repressing his own queer feelings because who knows? Everyone in this town could have been, you know, queer and they just didn't know it. Yeah. Or they knew it. But every time they acknowledged it, there was a creepy demon in the corner of their eye. Mm-hmm. Like, like maybe he punched the car because he kissed her and was like, ew, gross. And then the demon showed up and he was like, ah! Yeah, yeah he wasn't punching the car. <laughs> yeah. It was a surprise. <laughs> um, and then another question from Chris. Saul escaped his fate of being torn apart by demons by the nature of time. Since he had already likely been indoctrinated when he was a counselor, do you think it was a fair judgment when the demons violently attacked the current counselors? I know that definitely like tore at me because I was like, if Saul was a counselor, there's probably other queer counselors that are just so far in the sauce. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I I guess we can't argue what's fair or not I think the only I don't think I don't think the demons protected like didn't attack the three of them at the end because they had become good I think they didn't attack them because they had freed them and there may be some sort of like honour amongst demons Yeah, I think you know well they weren't attacking the other queer campers as well like do you think it's likely, like, these were the people who were currently subjugating us? Like, these were the people who... Yeah, that's what I think it more given is. us orders. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. a bit... Like, what I mean to like say Like, they, they recognize that the people they've been tied captors, to... Yeah, yeah. Didn't really have a say in it. So it's, it's not so much about sin. It's about these were the people that had sort of captured us from hell yeah as opposed to these are sinners Can and we arguably talk about those? Oh, sorry, are they go. demons or are they just creatures from another universe I mean they're it's a pretty fucking demonic universe from the glimpses that we got it, it seems like they can portal jump and take humans yeah based off of the way they were playing somebody's nervous system like a fucking xylophone that was quite weird <laughs> i mean it's horror for a reason isn't it i was wondering if they were maybe seeing back in time because they pulled that guy's brain and like spinal column out of his um... head and then put it in a jar and took it back so in my head i was like oh my god have we been seeing that time loop yeah so maybe they actually aren't really super that evil at all. We've just seen one clip of them with that guy. <laughs> They're not I'm evil. Team it's just torture. I'm, I'm team demon. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm team 
demon. I would say I'm team like Rosen them. <laughs> I'm only I'm exclusively team Sol. Because yeah, he was fair. so cute. When he put the little pop music on to kill his demon, I was like, yes, queen, enjoy your Lady Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did love that. This next question. So th- yes, thank you, Chris, for sending those questions. Um, this next question comes from Amy. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy. There are obvious villains in the book. The therapist and the kingdom's preacher... But would you consider parents like Luke and Lisa to also be villains? Yes. Absolutely. I was, um, I was, I was, I wasn't certain about Lisa until mm-hmm. she like flipped at the end. Well, not at the end. It was like halfway through the book, but her last scene, pretty much. I was like, oh, okay, Lisa, go fuck yourself. And no, I don't think the fact that she saved Rose or gave Rose an escape counters the stuff that she said to her. Just because you're not strong enough to actually um, torture your daughter doesn't mean that you're forgiven for the shit you said. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree because, like, I'm sure her mom is a victim in her own ways. Yeah. Luke is a very sturdy head of the household, it seems like, but that doesn't negate the things that she's done to Rose and the fact that, like, she couldn't put her daughter through Camp Damascus again and seeing how horrific it was, but she did sit through it a first time. Yeah, and she still believed that being gay was wrong. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But on that note, arguably, we could say that Luke, darling, probably is a victim in his own right from probably abusive parents in a super-Christian household. But again, none of it excuses any of the treatment of any of the characters. Yeah. And who knows, they might both be gay. Yeah, exactly. How many generations of Camp Damascus graduates are there? Oh, God. Just like a household of humans and demons in the corner, like, hello, hello, yes, good to see you. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, this closet's supposed to be crowded. Truly. All right, one more question from Amy. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy. What are your thoughts on the kingdom's practice of subjugating the demons as a way to circumvent their atrocities? What do we think? What What does that mean? Like... Like so, like, the f- they can kind of say, like, oh, well, we didn't murder that girl. Right. The mm. demon did because of your sure sins. If, yeah. I wasn't sure if that's what they meant or, like, there was a bit where he was like, you should be grateful, like, when they're not when they're not controlled by us, they're even worse. And it's Yeah, like, I mean, that too, right? Like, they're making yeah. themselves look good from every point of view. We didn't yeah. do these atrocities. In fact, we're stopping further and atrocities. It's almost, it's almost like sort of like negating the blame, like, and that demon would have left you alone if you weren't such a little gay boy, you know. Exactly. If you just had pure thoughts, that demon wouldn't come near you. Pure, straight thoughts. Love right. Ugh. Gives me the keepy jeepies. 
love left more like that was terrible (laughs) rude it is 7.35am I'll give it to you there thank you Sean um my quick question for you is just kind of like what are your thoughts on Rose's rejection of religion once she finds out what's happening and then like Saul's further acceptance of religion and like trying to bring Rose back around to religion after you know what she's going through I feel like he didn't I mean I don't really know how long they were staying she stayed with Saul but yeah it seemed pretty quick there was an interesting time jump where they talk she talks about days have gone by and her graduation passes by so like it it could be days it could be weeks uh, you know at, and to some extent it could be months mm-hmm. we're not sure i think her rejection of religion makes sense i think soul is a good example of her of why a good example to her of how faith doesn't necessarily rely on religion mm-hmm. in quotation marks organized um because that's what she doesn't like because i think she she what we see at the end is she starts to realize that she, she does have faith in something and arguably it's quite difficult not to when you know demons there's exist. literal demons exist yeah yeah um a very good point from saul there um so i think her next journey is going to be unpacking what she hates about religion and reconciling that with her faith absolutely yeah and i think i i think it is like very interesting because she did want to reject it outright when she did have this very tangible proof there was a literal body right and she seems to be an otherwise extremely logical person yeah I enjoyed when, like, the voice came to her mind being, like, find a balance. Yeah. And maybe a little bit of faith is good. And I was just like, yes, gal. I did, I did enjoy, even though I found it quite cringy at times, um, I did enjoy her finding her faith in herself and creating her own verses. Yeah, I it, I was all for it until she said it out loud and Saul was like, did you just make your own Bible verse? And she was like, yeah, up until this point I never said one out loud before. And I was like, oh, you ruined it a little bit. And he's like, that's metal. And you're like, no, it's yeah. not. It's really not. It's okay, they're kingdom kids. Exactly, yeah. They don't know what metal <laughs> is. Oh, boy. Like I do. Camp rock hardcore, yeah. <gasps> yes. That's my faith. That's my religion. Love that for you. Mm. Um, well, I don't think I have to ask... I I, I don't think I have to ask you, but um, who's your favorite character? Saul, I love him. My precious little metal baby. And I need... I need a... I need a book about him. Where he finds that person that he was thinking about. Yes! And murders his demon. He was well. We saw him. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, we saw him murder the his other own guys. demon. I want mm-hmm. him to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally clicked what you meant. Like two seconds after I went. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know why, but I think his name is Jeremy. I love that for him, Saul and Jeremy. Yeah. Oh. Oh. It'd be cute. So yeah, I just need more of him. 
I'm, I wish I'd read straight now the other Chuck Dingle book we were going to read. Oh, yeah, well, there's. it's not too late. Yeah. You always have that option. Excellent. My favorite character was also Saul. Willow seemed pretty cool too, but yeah, Saul is just great. Yeah, I think we have very similar taste in people. It's a problem. We do. It's mm-hmm. a problem. It's why we fight over friends. Exactly, because we can't have the same friends. Exactly. No, no. Ridiculous. <laughs> How do you hoggle your cool ones in California? Can't help it. Move Let here. Let them come to me. Don't move here. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'll come visit for sure. My God, every single time I mention you to my mom, she's like, Robbie needs to move to Napa and be a Napa gay. And I'm like, I think that's a really problematic statement, but okay. <laughs> Go off. Uh, do you know what? <laughs> I see why you say that, but I think your mom just, me and your mom connected in Napa. <laughs> and I think she just loves that for us. And me yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> every single conversation I have with her. She won't let it go, so you have to move to Napa. I'm okay with that if she finds me a Napa gay. Fantastic. It was just that table of it was just that table of Napa gays and I was like, oh my god. I need to be with them. My people are here. (laughs) Very true. Mm -hmm. So it was me that started that to be (laughs) to be fair to you, Bob. Just so people on the pod don't think she's problematic. I started it. I mean, she is, but in other ways, it's fine. (laughs) Not for me to comment. (laughs) The lady just has no filter. It's fine. Neither do I. It's inherited. But yours, no. (laughs) I'm problematic as fuck. What are you talking about? (laughs) No, I was was just going to say you're more liberally problematic. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways... How would you rate this book? I'm gonna give it five stars. It was cringy <gasps> at times, but I enjoyed it. Very good. I think you have, uh, or for me, I had to remind myself that we're not the target audience for this book. So when I did find it cringy, I was like, "Well, it's it's written for simpler folks than I," you know. Was very straightforward. Yes. Yeah, like it is a it's a kids book. It's a teen book, but. It reminded me very much of sort of that Darren Shan style, you know? Mm, like when you read mm-hmm. it as an adult, you're like, this isn't scary. But at the time when you're reading it, you're like, Rah. Yeah. I will give and it four out of five. Okay. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, but like, you know me, I'm baby. And there was like maybe one one point where I was like, ooh, shiver. Um, and it was mostly descriptions of shit that demons were doing. So, but no, I just wanted a little bit more. I want a little bit more. And then I think I just wanted, I think I just wanted more of like some of the backstory. I wanted to get to know Saul more. I wanted to get to know um, Willow more. I feel like they didn't really get their fair share. Yeah. I think they skipped over a lot of what happened at Camp Damascus for them. Yeah. Considering the book was called Camp Damascus, we were there for like 10 minutes. Very true. And like, the um, for me it was also the, 
I had a vision and everything lined up. Yeah. It was the, oh my, I said, as I realized my uh, vision had been true. (laughs) And that was it. No, No further questions, Your Honor. Yeah, super easy, barely an inconvenience. Exactly. All right. Well, will you give me a quick drum roll so that I can announce our selection for November? Absolutely. Wait, did we forget something? Was that what you were going to (laughs) say? No. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. (laughs) No, that's okay. Have we missed something? I don't think so. No, we knew that. Okay. Okay. Drum roll, please. River Woman, River Demon by Jennifer Given. I'm excited about this. I've already yeah. downloaded it because I'm scared. It's going to be, it's 12 hours long. And we're usually about eight. So. Oh, really? Got to get started early, yeah. The other option Lisa sent me was 21 hours long. And I was like, okay, Lisa, to no. <laughs> to be fair, I gave you three options. And I was very surprised that you didn't choose the gay Indiana Jones one. We just did a gay book, and then you yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> Not when I'm the one sending you all the suggestions. Well, then I changed my mind. No. <laughs> no. We can save no. that for next year. Yeah, one gay book a year, okay? <laughs> We've read like three gay books this year, okay? One gay book a year. <laughs> all right, if we must. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I'm very excited for this one. It seems also kind of on the horror end, a thriller. Yeah, very like folktale magic-y, which is quite exciting. So Yeah, lots of brujas. So. Mm. Very cool. Alrighty, well, thank you for joining us for Book Club this spooky October. Um, yes! Thank you for sending in your questions. And please join us for November uh, for River Woman, River Demon. Yeah, but looking forward. That, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's going to be a good one. It's, um, but that's it from us this month. So until next month, keep, keep reading, reading fine. fine.